You're listening to Precinct 444, a podcast network from the National Law Enforcement Museum. Today we're bringing you an episode from Icons, where listeners are introduced to incredible people working within the law enforcement community who have made a profound impact in our world. These one-on-one interviews provide insight into their lives and careers so we can better understand their challenges and recognize their bravery, commitment, and sacrifice. Black Trailblazers in Blue honors the service and sacrifice of Black law enforcement officers throughout history and highlights some of the key individuals who have made a significant mark on the history of Black law enforcement and law enforcement in general. In this final installment of Black Trailblazers in Blue for 2023, we are going to highlight the stories of three key public servants and chiefs of police who have led major city police departments and the cities themselves through times of turmoil and created policies that have greatly shaped the way that policing is done today. We're going to begin our episode today with two figures from LAPD history. The first is Tom Bradley, an American politician and police officer best known for his two-decade-long tenure as the mayor of Los Angeles. Careers in policing can often inspire lifelong commitments to serving communities and facing challenges head-on, even when those decisions may be considered controversial by constituents. And Tom Bradley's career in law enforcement began in 1940 when he joined the Los Angeles Police Department. He became one of only 400 black police officers in a police department with a 4,000 officer rank and file. His first years on the force were difficult in the face of racism that was rampant in the United States. He recalled there being only two assignments for black officers in the department at the time, patrol duty on the Newton Street Division, which was a predominantly black neighborhood, or traffic patrol downtown, along with rules that barred black and white officers from working together, which remained in place until 1964. Bradley attended law school at the Southwestern University while he began as a police officer. When he retired from the LAPD as a lieutenant in 1961, he began to practice as a lawyer. His initial practice was rather brief as he won a seat on the Los Angeles City Council in 1963. While serving as a city councilman, he was not shy about speaking out on larger citywide issues he feared would affect citizens' lives, including what he deemed to be a poorly planned offshore oil drilling project, arguing that its potential for having a negative impact on the city's environment. His willingness to confront issues in the city earned him re-election twice in the biracial district that he represented. But city council would not be Bradley's last stop in the Los Angeles city government. After a failed campaign for mayor in 1969, despite endorsement from the L.A. Times, Bradley hopped back on the campaign trail to vie for the position once again in 1973. Mayor Bradley was a true trailblazer, not just becoming the city's first African-American mayor, but also leading its citizens as they encountered many issues for the first time, a great example being the energy crisis of 1973 to 1974. His initiatives developed programs to conserve energy for the city, encouraging economic development and improving public transportation, including the creation of a light rail system and greater control over freeway construction. Bradley's politics were well-received by many Washington officials, and he was even offered a cabinet-level position by President Jimmy Carter, which he declined. Bradley was in office when the city of Los Angeles hosted the 1984 Summer Olympic Games, the same year he was considered as a potential vice presidential candidate by Democratic presidential nominee Walter Mondale. 
Mayor Bradley would go on to become the longest-serving mayor in the history of the city of Los Angeles, winning re-election four times and serving a total of 20 years in office. During his tenure, he was bestowed a number of honors, including an honorary doctorate of laws degree from Whittier College in 1976, the Olympic Order in Silver in 1984, and in 1985, he was awarded the Spring Arn Medal from the NAACP. The Tom Bradley International Terminal at Los Angeles International Airport, which he worked to expand while in office, was named in his honor. Upon his retirement from the mayor's office, he returned to practicing law until he found himself suffering from severe health problems beginning in 1996. Tom Bradley died on September 29th of 1998 at the age of 80, but his legacy lives on in the city of Los Angeles and the field of law enforcement. And our second figure also hails from the LAPD, which is one of the most famous and largest police departments in the United States. The department has investigated some of the most historic and unspeakable crimes to occur in our country, including the gruesome Tate murders committed by the Manson family, the case of Efren Saldivar, a respiratory therapist who dubbed himself the Angel of Death, and even the assassination of Robert F. Kennedy. But the city and its police department encountered a new level of turmoil in the early 1990s, when it was rocked by riots after the violent arrest of Rodney King. In the eyes of the public, the LAPD was at fault for the entire incident, and police chief Daryl Gates stepped down. But with one chief's exit came another's rise. Willie L. Williams, already a notable police commissioner in Philadelphia, came to Los Angeles to fulfill the role of chief and work toward the goal of building bridges between its police department and a battered and broken community. Williams's appointment to the office marked his place in history as the first African-American chief of the Los Angeles Police Department and added to his legacy of leading cities with measured temperament in times of chaos. Williams acted as chief in L.A. from 1992 to 1997, and his primary goal was to create a positive image of the department and close the rift between the police and black neighborhoods that was created by the violent arrest of Rodney King in 1991. He persevered through a difficult tenure with the LAPD and was at odds with many members of the Los Angeles Police Commission, appointed by newly elected mayor Richard Riordan. Williams was concerned with Riordan's pledge to add 3,000 officers to the LAPD's ranks, and instead lobbied for internal reforms to reshape officer training and discipline recommended by the Christopher Commission in 1991 in response to the Rodney King incident. Although he often found himself at odds with the LAPD rank and file, he was by far the most popular official in Los Angeles at the time, and was credited with restoring a sense of confidence within the department. He did this by creating an emphasis on the relatively new concept of community policing, an initiative focused on creating greater trust and partnership between the community and the officers that serve it, shifting the view of law enforcement officers from the hunters of criminals to community servants. He also addressed sexual harassment and discrimination issues within the department, and even appointed the LAPD's first-ever female commander. In 1996, Williams published Taking Back Our Streets, Fighting Crime in America, a book he co-authored with Bruce Henderson, which described Williams's philosophy of community policing and his efforts to revive and retrain a demoralized police force. When asked by the LA Times to reflect on his tenure as chief, he said, When you're a chief of police, when you're a leader, you have to do what you think is right. Willie L. Williams died in April of 2016 at his home in Fayette, Georgia. He was 72 years old. 
For our final figure today, we're going to bring you a little bit closer to the museum, right down the street to be exact. Washington, D.C. is home to over two dozen federal and local law enforcement agencies that have encountered many historic firsts and influential figures. One of these history makers is the first black chief of the D.C. Metropolitan Police Department, Charles H. Ramsey. Chief Charles Ramsey began his career in his hometown of Chicago, like many law enforcement officers, as an 18-year-old cadet. He rose through the ranks in his nearly three decades with the department, and in 1994, he was named deputy superintendent. In 1998, Ramsey left Chicago for Washington, D.C., where he was named chief of the Metropolitan Police Department, or as we call it here, MPD. During his tenure in our nation's capital, Ramsey saw a number of high-profile cases, including the Chandra Levy murder investigation and the Beltway Sniper case, as well as the attacks on September 11, 2001. Ramsey's eight-year tenure as chief of the MPD saw a nearly 40% decline in crime in Washington and the expansion of community policing and traffic safety programs. Under Ramsey's leadership, the MPD saw higher recruiting and hiring standards, as well as better training, equipment, facilities, and fleet. On December 28th of 2006, Ramsey retired from the MPD, but he stayed with the department until January 2nd of 2007 in order to assist with security during the state funeral for former President Gerald Ford. Ramsey came out of retirement on November 15th, 2007, when he was nominated by Philadelphia Mayor-elect Michael Nutter as the commissioner of the Philadelphia Police Department. He was sworn in as commissioner on January 7th, 2008, and after Ramsey assumed his position as commissioner, the city's homicide rate dropped 37% and violent crime dropped by 31%. In the city's nine most dangerous districts, which account for 65% of homicides and 75% of shootings, homicides were down by over 40% by the end of his term. In 2014, Ramsey was appointed by President Obama to serve as the co-chair of the President's Task Force on 21st Century Policing. He has also served as president of the Police Executive Research Forum, PERF, and the Major City Chiefs Association. Chief Ramsey officially retired from the Philadelphia Police Department on January 5th of 2016. Today, he remains an active voice for law enforcement and judicial system reform, and he often appears as a regular contributor on CNN. In 2022, the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund honored Chief Ramsey with the John Ashcroft Distinguished Service Award, which is the NLEOMF's highest award given to an individual or organization who has made an exceptional and lasting contribution to the law enforcement profession. These three figures we discussed today have left a distinct legacy on the field of law enforcement, public service, and Black history as a whole. Their experiences continue to shape the field and practice of law enforcement today. We hope that you've enjoyed this Black Trailblazers in Blue special edition of Icons, a Precinct 444 podcast. Be sure to check out our other shows on the network and stream new episodes wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thank you to Christopher Mitchell for producing today's episode, and we hope to see you again soon here at the Precinct. Please subscribe to Precinct 444 on your favorite podcasting platform to stay connected and to receive our latest content as soon as it drops. We would love to hear from you. Send in your questions, comments, and feedback to precinct444 at nleomf.org. You can help us make our content even better. The National Law Enforcement Museum is located at 444 East Street Northwest in Washington, D.C., and is dedicated to telling the story of American law enforcement. 
We expand and enrich the relationship between law enforcement and the community through educational journeys, immersive exhibitions, and insightful programs. Find us online at lawenforcementmuseum.org and stay tuned for more podcast content from Precinct 444. Until next time, stay safe. We'll see you at the precinct. Thank you.